I don't dislike you because I don't think it nothing to do with your looks has nothing to do with your looks I hate the way that you act I hate the way that you talk and I hate the fact that even after what you did to me you did not have the decency to give me a call and talk about it you know I I saw the confessional where she said that I scratched her face and I can guarantee you that that was merely by accident pulling my wig was accident pushing me on the floor was accident Jade, honestly, anyone that sees that video can see how you went behind me, grabbed my tits, grabbed my snatch. What am I supposed to do? You know what I mean? I, w I felt threatened. I felt embarrassed. Well, Actually, it, I felt more embarrassed than when they picked on your tuck. You know? Girl, you were ridiculing okay, anyways, you were, you were. Did I pull your wig? I, did I, I think, push you off the stage? I think what happened was... I, I think what happened was that you were getting frustrated that I was kicking your ass under the Jade, you the crossed match. the line. You put your I'm hands on me, sweetie. right now. I'm glad I left on episode number two. <laughs> <laughs> but look, but look, but look. You don't love me. Anybody? <laughs> Thanks, Pheromone. Just shut up, Pheromone. Well, clearly, that clip was uh, not Pheromone. It was actually Jade uh, during our reunion episode of season one, which I have to say is, if not the best one, at least the top two best reunion episodes of reality television I've ever seen. Oh, my God. And I mean, I, I think it's it's funny. We've talked about this a few weeks ago that like, my feelings of the season nine reunion, which everyone kind of talked about is like, Oh my God, the season nine reunion. And it's like, Oh, to me, it was just kind of like a rip off of season one, including this moment, including this kind of like you did this and then you never called me. Yeah, like yeah. it's, it's funny, the parallels, but like season one did it better. Yeah. I mean, well, it was very uh, Bravo. It was very kind of controlled mm -hmm. just like season nine in the sense that there wasn't any audience. Uh, right. So it kind of, they were able to edit very, very well. I mean, mm -hmm. there was a lot of editing during this reunion. Yeah, uh, yeah. Of, like jumps. But um, so back to this clip, um, whose side are you on, Colin? Well, here's the thing is like, ultimately, obviously, I want to be on Jade's side because, you know, get her Jade, you know, like <laughs> I because I, I don't want to be on Rebecca's side and I like Jade and I see her point, but like. I don't know if Rebecca's 100% wrong either, because if you do watch the clip, Jade does put her hands on Rebecca first. Yeah, it seems like the argument that Jade has of like, well, she should have been eliminated because she put her hands on me. I thought she was going to be eliminated because she put her hands on me. That's against the rules. She should have been disqualified. But Jade, you did it first. Right. Right. And like, I mean, two wrongs don't make a right. But like no. still that argument, her argument, that one argument mm -hmm. doesn't 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 hold up right and i think the problem with the situation is that technically except for that issue yes jade shouldn't have been in the bottom rebecca should uh have gone home jade should have won that lip sync all of those are very true the frustrations that jade felt that the other queens expressed i agree with yeah but if we're going to talk about that one issue it's like yeah well jade you did put your hands on her first yes right. you were killing her in the lip sync and then you did that as well yeah so yeah. it's not black and white i mean she was killing her in the lip sync i mean she uh, jade was fucking fierce yeah yeah i mean jade didn't need to put her hands on rebecca right like, right and i think it's like I, th I think jade should have i mean obviously she could have acknowledged that you know she played rough but mm -hmm. She should have taken a different angle here if she was going to argue, but uh, right. obviously her emotions right. are high and she's feeling frustrated. She's feeling a little bit like, I don't know what the fuck happened. Like, why, what, why wasn't I here? Why didn't I stay? Right, right. And I guess it's like, you know, if we're going to sort of, you know, focus in on that little moment, yes, Jade put her hands on Rebecca and whatever, but like, I think that the other nuance of this is the way that Rebecca then retaliated with such intensity of like putting her on the floor and, and having her hand on her throat and all that stuff. It's like, 
Oh. Oh, you that that's who you really are. Okay. Oh, you you brought the Florida to the front to the, the main stage. Oh, I now see. you you want to really fight. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> oh, she really came that oh, way. Oh, she really came that way. <laughs> All right. Um so yeah, I mean it, it kind of um to me, that kind of fits in with all of the stuff we've been talking about with the sort of like long con 1.0, which is, it, it's interesting how that gets addressed in this in this reunion. You know, I mean, there's a, there's at one point where Rue basically is like polling the room of like, who here also doesn't think Rebecca should have been in the top three? It reminded me of Mean Girls when they're like, who else has been bullied by Regina George? Right, right. It was just like, oh my God, what a pile on right now. Yeah. 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 And, and I mean, similar to Valentino where it was just a pile on. Yeah. They, just kind of, they were all against this villain of, of Rebecca. Yeah. And you know what? They couldn't have asked for better drama. So it's almost like, you know, the, the producers you know they got it right oh yeah and it was kind of cathartic in a way both for season nine for with valentina and season one with rebecca it was just like oh finally like when when jade says a thing about like i don't like the way that you act i don't like the way that you talk it's like these are the things that i felt about rebecca about valentina i was like i just don't like what you're putting out there yeah i don't there's an energy yeah and it's like do i hate you do i think you're a terrible drag queen no do i trust you absolutely not right right and i mean after this clip you know she apologizes mm -hmm. to jade and she's like please like I, I, I'm, I'm apologizing to you. Let's move on. Let's mm -hmm. move forward, which I think is actually really great advice. Yeah. And, and really good. Mm -hmm. And and later in the episode, we hear Jade just, I mean, Jade's like, you know what? I mean, it's almost like she had a moment to think for a little yeah. while yeah. where she's like, fuck, like, I don't want to hold on to this anymore. Right. And she hugs Rebecca, which mm -hmm. I, big of Jade, big right. on her. Right. And, 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 you know, okay for Rebecca to be like, Let's just let's just move forward. Like right. it sucks. It is what it is. Like we can't change it. Right. And maybe there's nobody a, likes me. I'm not a hundred dollar bill. Yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, if she's a couple of sticky nickels at the bottom of a purse, you know what I'm saying, Mary? <laughs> you just leave them in there. Whatever. Yeah. Some trident gum. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. You just throw the whole purse out. You're like, you know what? Dedicate five cents to this mess. It's not worth cleaning. Um, you know. Um, like, I think that, you know, Jade, it's also there's an element of and I'm just kind of, you know, assuming there's like a moment of self-awareness. Like, oh, right. This is how people are seeing me. This is how people are going to remember me. And so let me make sure my image is right and not have the final impression of people of people thinking that I'm just bitter. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Don't get bitter. Just get better. Just get better. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, my mic feedback. <laughs> oh, I didn't hear it. Yeah. Oh, oh, right, right. Oh, 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 oh. Get Sorry. with it, Mary. Get Sorry, with Alyssa. It. I didn't. <laughs> I'm just gonna shut up with my no drag knowledge mouth. <laughs> Please. Uh, no, I. You know, uh, the other thing that I really appreciate about this that if you uh, aren't watching the episodes that you miss is that Rue beams whenever there's drama whenever oh, like yeah. chanel talks about herself or whenever there's kind of a fight rue just kind of gets out her popcorn yeah <laughs> oh my god rue is she is stoking the flames this entire reunion which is oh yeah partially i think why it's so successful and then at the end she just gets like the hairspray and the bick and she's just like this whole fucking thing's going down <laughs> yeah. You forgot. Yeah, no. She, well, she, she's basically killing her Frankenstein, right? Yeah. Like killing her monsters. Oh, my God. And, like, just, like, I've tried to show you, and I've tried to show you, and I've tried to show you all these lessons. Fuck it. I'm right. just going to yell at you until right. you get it. It's almost like she, Rue realized at the end of the episode, like, oh, wait. They're, they they don't get they don't right. get it right they don't they don't, they don't get, get it yeah yeah they came Victoria here. gets it Victoria gets it because she's a seasoned queen she's been through this 
Um, and I love that. I love that they acknowledge. They like pointed her like, you get it. You yeah, get yeah, it. Yeah. Oh, they were looking for it. Yeah. Like someone, like some adult in the room who gets it, you yeah. know? And I think, you know, BB and Nina were kind of quiet. They were quiet. Yeah. Exactly. They were quiet. They're like, yeah, of course we get it. Like right. we, we get this. Right. Um, but I think that that was really interesting is like, Oh, you guys came on here for validation. Yeah. That's not what we were here to give right. you. But, but you know what? That's, I mean, it's, what was this? 2009. Mm-hmm. That, that's what reality television was. People just people on reality just wanted to be validated. Yeah. Well, it was about like telling them the That's why past. they go crazy, right? That's yeah. why they all need therapists when they go off the show. That's why mm-hmm. they have they develop drinking problems. That's why they develop right. drug problems because they don't know how to handle the lo- the loss of fame, the loss of validation because it was never there. Right. Well, you know, it's funny you bring that up because I feel like um, like in terms of of people kind of needing. Uh, preparation not only for going into one of these shows but like what happens when you come out i feel like rue has been especially like on the most recent what's the t episode but i've heard him talk about it in the past he keeps talking about this idea of like there should be some kind of like therapy for people who go through this to know like what to do post this experience yeah and unfortunately there was that dr phil show where like they showed d-list celebrities going through rehab and totally exploiting them and, and capitalizing on the fact that they needed oh is that um was that uh, dr oh dr drew oh, dr. oh, drew, oh right fucking the- homophobic asshole Oh, is he? Oh, he's uh, he's he was a Trump supporter. He was really he, yeah, right wing. Yeah. Wow. I he didn't... doesn't. Uh, yeah. No, he's yeah. Look him up. He's not a not a very smart. Oh, he he denies um, uh, climate change. Oh God. I believe. Don't quote me on that, Mary. Right. Actually, quote me on that and then correct me if right. I'm wrong. So, who's worse, Doctor Drew or Doctor Chris from a few weeks ago on What's the Tea? Oh, God. We haven't even really talked about With that. With Amber Rose? Yeah. Oh, my God. And this is not a critique of Amber Rose. She was fine. I don't, I don't have any, you know... I got no beef, no mutton, no lamb with her. But Dr. Chris, I thought, was full of bullshit. Yeah. That, I don't know. Well, I, obviously, Dr. Drew is worse. Yeah. I don't know if you remember watching Love Line. I, well, that's my Adam memory. Carolla. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I don't know if you remember, but every single time somebody called up and said that they were gay... Mm-hmm. Dr. Drew's like one of his first questions was, Were you abused as a child? Really? Yeah. I do not remember that. Yeah, that's where he went to first because, and, and you know, who knows why? I'm sure he, you know, uh, I don't know what his beliefs are, but right. uh, it, everything's a performance. But um, yeah, speaking of reality being a performance, nothing yeah. real. Um, this reality uh, or this reunion, I feel like, was too real for the queens and rue was kind of still in this like oh we're on tv right right well yeah i think that the the queens were now out of the format of the show and now it was like yeah they were honest yeah yeah and like jade was like oh, yeah I, I shouldn't have gone home and uh bb was like yeah she shouldn't have gone home. right and like when they bring santino and merle out and they like come for santino it's just like yeah you know i have something to say i love how nobody came for merle <laughs> right you know it was just like well let me tell you mary nobody comes for merle. nobody comes for merle girl <laughs> who would want to come for merle <laughs> whatever happened to merle ginsburg who cares, who cares? <laughs> well anyway mary we should tell our listeners what they're listening to of course they're listening to another episode of all right mary all right mary all right, Mary, which is our podcast dedicated to all things Drag Race, the world of Drag Race, and the paradigm that RuPaul has created with this little TV show. I'm Johnny. And I am Colin. And today we are finishing up our recap of season one with a look back at truly Drag Race's best reunion or one of the best reunions. 
Yeah, agreed. Uh, I love the format. I love how they were sitting. They were sitting in order. Mm-hmm. I love that she brought out, just like the, the reunions to come, she brings them out kind of one by one, and we get these little interviews, which I missed from season nine. That's something that oh, didn't that's happen. true. She, no, we didn't yeah. get to hear from them, and we mm-hmm. didn't get to hear from them even at the finale. Right, right. Yeah, I was bummed I about that. Wanted more Kamora Black. Like, wait, yeah. Can you blame me? Right, just a little more Kamora. <laughs> oh right. God! All right, somebody's dad's just warming up. Jesus, here he is. <laughs> Dad, wait in the car. Dad. <laughs> hey, sorry, you forgot your backpack. <laughs> <laughs> Um, anyway, it's yes. It's immersed, Dad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know about that feminist fuck you shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, um, so we have this reunion, and, uh, you know, I'm not going to lie to you. I, I didn't really look at the looks. I didn't really notice the looks. I, the, only, the only person's entrance that I remember is Angina's where she comes out yeah. to Ladyboy mm-hmm. and then she does this like breakdancing thing and I'm like oh, okay you're so fun yeah and she looked great I mean I, I yeah the looks were fine like Pork Chop I felt was like this was another you know there's like somebody's dad and then there's also the character of your aunt at a wedding <laughs> a la Peppermint at the season 9 finale yeah pork her chop, shoes are off right yeah. Pork Chop was definitely another aunt at the wedding she's the kind of like who comes up to you she's like you gonna save a dance for me sweetheart <laughs> you know yeah. and and yeah coffee breath coffee breath for <laughs> Days, <laughs> Folgers. Um, so I, you know, and I love that. It's, it's definitely an aesthetic I'm on board with. Um, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I felt like, I mean, Tammy. The note that I took was that she was a Mary Kay consultant from a 1992 of the future, which I think was brilliant. Right? It was all over. It was like she I had don't. Red lips. Yeah. This no, like severe. Yeah. This sort of like yellow. You know, I don't. I don't know if that's a Talbots or a Joyce Leslie situation. Yeah, like Ann Taylor Loft. You know? Right, right. Yeah, it was like, it was like Ann Taylor Loft party on acid, and then she had like the headband. It was. I loved it. Mm, yeah. I, like it worked. I mean it, I mean, it worked for Tammy. Right. Um, but going back to pork chop, um, one of the things that I I thought was interesting was bringing up the idea that um, there were drag queens that thought it was demeaning to be oh. dunked by water. Is that just because they were in drag? Or is it because it's just demeaning and it's like uh, another reality show where, like, you know, they throw a pie in your face right. and you eat bugs and whatever? I think there's an element of that. I think there's probably an element of, like, you know, when when that happened, when we were talking about it, is that this was this, like, it was this, like, deconstruction of their drag. It yeah, was like a like, baptism. Right, right. And so I think um, another reading of it is that, like, there's kind of this... I guess it's it, I guess it's similar to the whole idea of like in a lip sync you shouldn't take your wig off. You know what I mean? Mm. It's like you're kind of it's like these these cardinal rules, these golden rules, like right. kind of disrespecting the drag. Right. Don't get it wet and don't eat it after midnight. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Like I, I I think that they just they just gremlins their drag yeah, in the first episode. Yeah, those are the rules. Yeah. Right. Right. Uh, um, so yeah, I think that's all it was. It's just it's sort of like you know, there's just sort of like tradition, and then that's really kind well, of and, and and her kind of uh, her retort is that you know it's modeling. You know, people, models have to do fucking crazy shit. They have to be in a bikini when it's like freezing out, right? Because the light is good, and because they have to you know take photos for the summer, right? In the winter, right? Yeah. Right? Like and and basically the whole idea of like here's what you came here to do. You have to do it. Right. If you're going to refuse to do it, you're going to go home. Yeah. So um, yeah. It's like when Alaska was like, I'm done. Oh, I'm yeah. Done. Don't dunk me in the water. Oh, another water challenge. Oh, yeah. Another water challenge. Yeah. I, I think that's the only other one there's been. Yeah. 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 Season um, five. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess they, in season six, half of them have to jump into a pit. 
but oh, it's not water. Right, yeah. right. And there is in season four, there is the wet t-shirt contest. Right. Oh, yeah. oh how could you forget? Yeah. The, when they were selling those tits. Those boobies, yeah. yeah boobies. Yeah. <laughs> uh, breasts, Colin. Breasts. Whatever. Boobies. They're called boobs, Ed. <laughs> They're called boobs, Ed. <laughs> Which is our podcast dedicated to all things Aaron Brockovich, the world of Aaron Brockovich, and the paradigm that Julie Roberts has created with that little movie. Um, <laughs> I got numbers. Which numbers do you want? <laughs> right, right. You want my number. I do. I do want your number. Which number do you want, George? George. Now, I like the way you say that, George. Uh, Well, how many numbers you got? Oh, I got numbers coming out of my ears. For instance, ten. Ten? Yeah. That's how many months old my baby girl is. You got a little girl? Yeah. Yeah, sexy, huh? How about this for number six? That's how old my other daughter is. Eight is the age of my son. Two is how many times I've been married and divorced. Sixteen is the number of dollars I have in my bank account. Eight five zero three nine four three. That's my phone number. And with all the numbers I gave you, I'm guessing zero is the number of times you're gonna call. Oh God, I just want to memorize that whole monologue. Oh, it's fabulous. <laughs> um, so so anyway, so we could talk about Tammy, um, which I loved how Rue was like. So is this who you are? Oh like, yeah. <laughs> What's up with you? What are you? I wanted that in- interview to go on and on. Oh, yeah. I just, it probably did. I hope. I mean, I, I, I think that like when Tammy says like I'm a high concept character, and crazy sticks to me like ribs. Yeah, like ribs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and of course, I'm not a slut. I'm a lady. Um, but you look under my skirt and you <laughs> it'll stick you in the eye. Like I just like <laughs> it's like she's and she is this character. But there's these moments. There's these little micro moments in between where you hear it. You hear it go from a nine to a six. You know what I mean? You kind of hear her chill out a little bit. She's pretty quiet throughout the episode. Yeah. Like she's, and I feel like I've seen, I didn't watch all of those. What would it be like to have like lunch with her or dinner with her? Yeah. Like, I don't even know who she is. Yeah. Like, what would you talk about? You know, like I didn't watch many of those like under the hoods, but of the, some of the clips I've seen, obviously it's all the Queens just sitting around talking and there's these like totally like present, you know, uh, lucid things that Tammy is saying and sharing with the group. It's like, okay, so it it's probably always a little kooky, but I'm right. sure that like she's she's elevating it for TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I believe it. I believe that this is kind of how she is all the time. Yeah, yeah. She's she does this Andy Kaufman thing. Yeah, so and, and yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Um, the other one that came out was Akasha. Right, Hurricane Akasha. Hurricane Akasha, like the the pre Hurricane Bianca, which is an interesting uh, right connection. Right, right. She stains on her shirt, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's like, well, um, it was an interesting moment though to kind of bring back the idea that she was a villain, but it was the soft villain, right? There was a reason mm-hmm. uh, hurt people hurt people. Yeah, and she yeah. talks about um, her family, and it's hard to get close to her. Mm-hmm. Um, I did think that it was interesting that her grandmother watched the show, and she referenced her grandmother, assuming mm-hmm. that her grandmother's supported her right um you know talking about how drag was like her way of making money by not doing anything illegal uh it helped her get out of her anger i you know i thought that was great and and the the clip that i loved the most was when they showed when she says i don't know why i'm crying i haven't cried in four years i'm like mm-hmm. oh yes it is a breakthrough like, right this, is, this was great for her yeah yeah no it was um i i like that they kind of reinforced that that in terms of being a villain like that there is this this story underneath um, I also thought it was really interesting to show that, like her getting confronted for some of the things she said by Tammy and Porkchop, who are kind of, 
uh, you know, the note I took, they're kind of like the sensitive goons. You mm. know what I mean? Like, they're definitely like, if we're going to... They're use, a riffraff that you love. Yeah, yeah. But, but they're definitely kind of like, you know, they're not the cool kids. Right, you know what I mean? They right. sit together at lunch, but everyone else... Sits in other groups. You know what I mean? We're gonna think about season four. Like they're the boogers. Yeah, 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 yeah. Our things. Yeah, season three. Yeah, yeah. Season three. Yeah, yeah. They would be the boogers. Right. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Is who would be the boogers and Heather's of season one? Yeah. Um, Well, I mean, obviously, Akasha thought she was a Heather. She thought she certainly thought she was. Yeah. 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 Uh, And I guess I would call Chanel a Heather, and Rebecca a Heather. Yeah, I. I think Rebecca wanted to be. I think Rebecca was an island in and of herself, you know? Yeah, right. Um, right. Yeah. Um, and Angina, I think, was certainly. I mean, and I think, like, again, like Nina and Bibi, I don't even think of them as Heathers. I think, like, no, we're just adults. Yeah. We don't We don't have time for this shit. Right. You know? Right. Um, they didn't fall into that mold. Yeah. 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 You know, uh, back to Akasha, I mean, she. This is one of those things about why drag is so important, right? Because it allows us to see more than what we would see of her out of drag. Mm-hmm. So she's, she, she says she's like, the emotions are there. It's like, well, okay, right. The emotions are there. You right. know that they're there. Right. If you were, you know, not doing drag, maybe you wouldn't be able to tap into that. Maybe you wouldn't be vulnerable enough to get there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think there's, there's something interesting and it, I don't, you know, I, I haven't put much thought to this idea, but there is something interesting about men using female illusion to be more, emotionally vulnerable you know what i mean right if we're going to think about the stereotype that Mm -hmm. men are are colder right that like this is somehow like a like a literal access point like they're like manifesting what they need to create to feel safe in a a patriarchy society right Mm -hmm. like you know where they those are the rules and so they they use those rules to their advantage like oh hey Mm -hmm. to be emotional i have to be more feminine okay i'll dress up like a woman to be more emotional right right yeah and and we we hear examples of of people getting stuck to those definitions later. BB talks about it. Merle talks about it. We'll get to it. But oh, Merle, right. Yeah, but there is this running theme of like, what do men do? What are men allowed to do? What is being feminine? What do women do? Right, you know? right. So the next few that come out are Jade. Get her Jade. Get her Jade. Angina and Chanel. Yeah, so, you know, I gotta say... And Rebecca, I think she was in that, that group. I think so, yeah. yeah. Um, no, I think she came out with Nina? No. With Chanel. Because I think what it was, it was... Um, Angina and Jade. Angina and Jade. and Because I, I remember that Rebecca wasn't there yet. And Jade was like, oh, are we going to talk about Rebecca? Oh, right, or what? Right, right, yeah. right, 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 um, right. I felt like Rue needs to get over Jade's talk. Like, moveon.org. Yeah, moveon.org, yeah. for sure. Uh, yeah, I mean, at the same time, it was... Uh, I mean, she says it's a, an important part of drag is right is tucking. It's a reality, right? But there was that like moment where Rue was like, "Well, how big is it? Just tell me. Like, show me." And it's like, "Oh my god, so weird. Stop." It's like your uncomfortable uncle trying yeah. to talk to you about who you got laid from. Right, right. It's like I think I've seen that movie on XTube, and I <laughs> it ends. How big is it? Now? Right. <laughs> how big is it too? Um, <laughs> sequel so much better. Um, yeah, I. Uh, it was just very uncomfortable. Um, and then yes, Angina comes out. Great look, great entrance. Yeah, yeah. Rue plugs her song, Lady Boy. Right, right. Um, you know the what did Jade, Jade started talking? She's talking about the best thing was you know meeting the girls, not mm. Rebecca. Um, right. And then she she says that nobody agrees. Uh, you know that she should have gone home. Which right. Which is kind of setting up this fight that's about to happen. Yeah, and it's interesting that Rue does not 
address that because it's not a, it's not Rebecca's decision, right? Who should have gone home that lip sync? Like that's a RuPaul decision, yeah. And Ru wasn't giving anything, right? She's like, no, I made my decision. Yep, yep, yeah. yeah. She's, she's not justifying it at all, and she doesn't have to. No, which we'll talk about later. But mm -hmm. like, this is competition. Like, she does not have to give you any reason, right? Right. I mean, there's a reason it's called RuPaul's Drag Race, <laughs> right, Mary? Thanks, Mary. <laughs> right, Mary. Um. So Angina, there was a you know another emotional kind of remembering, um, mm -hmm. and you know you forget that like there were blogs that they were reading, right? Oh, blogs during this, not yeah. tweets, not Facebook, not you know. Yeah. That uh, so Angina had an outpouring of like love and comments after she came out mm -hmm. uh, with HIV, um, and you know you forget that that also made her a controversial character, right? Besides right. Besides the fact that she was bald, right? But uh, mm -hmm. but also because. You know, yeah. I mean, she was. Uh, you know, it certainly wasn't the the first, but it was uh, not as common or not as. Um, I don't know. It just it was it was unexpected. I think it yeah. was just an unexpected element, especially for this show, this genre, what this was doing. Like it was right. This can't be classic, and then mm -hmm. all of a sudden, like you know, oh shit, shit right? got real. Shit. Yeah, you know, there's some real issues still in the mm -hmm. gay community, and I think that's. I mean, we've probably talked about this in the past, but I think that's at the root of why Drag Race has been so successful is because there's stuff underneath the surface. Because it's not it's not what I thought Drag Race was before I watched it. It's not just a bunch of bitchy gay men right. playing dress up and throwing reeds at each other. Right, and you know, if just to jump forward a little bit, um, during one of the fan questions, it's from a little boy in Tennessee, and mm -hmm. he's like, you know, it's, it's not safe to be gay here. And you know, the show, as campy and wonderful as it was when it came out, I mean, it was a place of solace. It was, it right. was a, it was a, a green light for so many kids mm -hmm. all over for them to be like, oh, there, there are people like me. Oh, mm -hmm. this is, oh, this is on TV. I can watch this. Right. I know that. I feel like I know this person. Right. Right. Um, and you know, you think about um, Angina coming out uh, of the closet with HIV. It's mm -hmm. like, oh shit. There's. There are people that are not saying it right. that are afraid to tell their mothers that are afraid to tell their friends mm -hmm. And I think in terms of gay people on TV, I mean, it's like, you know I look back at the you know, it's like, you know when we were younger It was like well, you know there was Ellen and then there was Will, Will and Grace and, yeah, and then there was Chris folk. folk and it's like Whereas Drag Race was like these are non-white these are people of color. Right. These are gay right. people who are people of color. And it's not bad writing like Noah's Ark. Sorry, guys. Yeah, right. Exactly. And it's like, and and they look like real people. They're different sizes. Yeah, exactly. and exactly. I mean, whereas you look at Queer as Folk, you look at Will and Grace, it's right. a very strict oh, aesthetic, yeah. right. you know? Right. Um, so in terms of identification, in terms of that whole idea of like, you know, you do need to see people who are like you on television and in the media. Yeah. Like, yeah, we respond. It's like why white Barbie dolls are so you know problematic, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, well, you know, there's lots of girls that don't look like Barbie that needs need a doll to, that looks like them. Right, right, exactly. And it's like if boys too. I would have I would have loved any color Barbie when I was a little boy. I'll tell you that much. Mm. Ugh, who cares? Yeah, Shira was my favorite. I had a little Shira doll. Shira who from He Man. Oh right. Well, so what I I had a bunch of I had tons of action figures, okay. and that was my way. April O'Neil. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So I had lots of male and female action figures, and but you know, it, they didn't have. I couldn't dress them. I couldn't do anything with their hair because it was all plastic. Mm. So there were limits. So I would actually make. Sometimes I would make clothes out of rags. Oh my and God. like dress them up. Fabulous. Yeah, because it was like no, I like. I need to do this. So, um, yeah, no, I would have, I would have loved to have 
any kind of Barbie as a kid. We used to paint uh, our Barbies um, and paint our action figures like different colors. Mm -hmm. uh, at least the female ones to have different colored clothes. Oh, that's I never thought about doing that. Yeah, yeah. I hmm. mean, I guess sometimes it works. But when you're a kid, you think it works anyway. Right. Um, <clears throat> all that aside, so Angina, uh, you know, again revisiting that that moment, I think was important in the reunion mm -hmm. to remind us, like, okay, there's some real shit going on, which goes against kind of what RuPaul, the world RuPaul is living in, where she's like, this is great. We're gonna bring everybody back. There's gonna be some drama. This is I'm gonna yeah. stoke the fire. Um, so in a, in a way, it's felt a little bit kind of exploitative, like you know. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, Angina, talk about it. It's like, well, okay, she should talk about it. But right. Like, Rue, come on. Right. No, I, I hear you. And I think the, the upside is just that, like, here's a representation of someone who is, um, you know, who is is, is gay, is uh, HIV positive, is not white and on television and is not a tragic figure. Right. Has his mother's support. I yeah. mean, like, that's celebrating that's, life. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's a great storyline. Yeah. And so if the word is controversial that gets put to someone like that, great. Right. As long as it gets people talking. Right. Oh, you yeah, know, totally. Um, so should we move on to Chanel? Yeah. Yeah. The you Alexis know, Michelle. Yes. I mean, I, you know, I Chanel at this reunion, like I felt like just watching her. I felt like I was walking on eggshells. Like I was nervous about her. I was mm. just like, oh, you. She had a lot to get out. Yeah. She's kind of excited to yeah. have her moment. Right. Have her pace. Yeah. yeah. Like there was there was a snake in that grass. Mm -hmm. You know, it was like, oh, somewhere. Even though she shaves every other day. Um, <laughs> there was, I, I, I just was like, oh, she is, uh, she's here for the kill. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the first thing that Rue brings up and shows the, the, the super clip of all the I should have won's, I should have won's. Yeah. Um, you know, and she's like, well, do you still believe this? And. Chanel's like, yeah, well, yeah, of yeah. course I do. But, you know, I felt like from day one, you didn't like me and all of your critiques were negative, mm -hmm. which is was kind of what starts Rue's diatribe that happens yeah. later when she's like, well, you're not always going to get praise. Right. You know, you're a star. No one's denying that. And, you know, you shouldn't depend on me to right. tell you that you're great. Right. Now, I do think that Chanel had a point. It's like, well, you weren't saying anything negative to Rebecca. Right. It, when it, she should have, I mean, like, she, and that's when they bring up the... Um, the, the 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 girl fight challenge, which I thought was Chanel was a hundred percent correct completely. about. Completely, everything she was saying, I was like, "You're right, you're right." Completely. Obviously, everyone has an opinion, which is what Rebecca says. Mm -hmm. But um, you know, she she just didn't think she she she, she transformed this very masculine woman to the feminine. Right. Rue didn't think so. Yeah, I was um I was surprised when Rue was like, "Oh well, you know, Rebecca, you know, when you chose Temple, I thought that you were kind of self sabotaging." I'm like, really, Chanel. I thought that she was saying that I know because I thought that what she was saying was that Rebecca chose oh, Temple for herself oh, right. and Rue thought oh wow like and sure. Chanel saying oh you chose the easiest one but no like Temple w had very feminine features right compared to um Sweepy Chanel, yeah, Sweepy. yeah, yeah. who yeah, totally short not, yeah. woman of color yeah. <clears throat> yeah and and the fact that like Chanel transformed her so you know consummately like totally yeah. did it like I had no issue with it whereas all you know and, and it wasn't like imitation you know we've talked about this it was like basically Rebecca just like copied her look look you know piece by piece and put it on Temple whereas Chanel's like here's the essence of me and I'm right. gonna make it work here right what's unfortunate is that like while I want to roll my eyes at Chanel 
over all of this because just of the way that she approaches it and the way that she talks she's like you know i'm not jealous i chose to go home mm-hmm. i mean i probably would have been so fucking frustrated yeah be like what the fuck like what what right are you kidding me i, sh- I sh- you know sh- she should have gone home i shouldn't be on the bottom here. right so do you think then that chanel threw that lip sync Against Rebecca? Do you think I, that was a throw? I don't think so. You yeah, wouldn't throw that away. But no. she was certainly um, giving off a vibe of done. Right, right. You know, <clears throat> and, and that will that will get you anyway. I think the moment that you say like, oh, I should, I, I should go home. I should go. It's like, okay. Oh, okay. If you don't want to be here. Don't the door hit you on the way out. Yeah. Like plenty of the girls want to be here. And, yeah. we'll, and we'll fight lip sync after lip sync, challenge after challenge to stay here. Right. So. No problem. Yeah, you know, the idea of deflecting of of what Chanel does, and I think a lot of people do when they're feeling victimized, they deflect and they 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 place all of their anger towards someone. And, and every single time Chanel protested of, oh, I feel jealous, or I'm not jealous, I'm not jealous, I'm like, who are you trying to convince? How many times you got to say it yeah. before you believe it? Right. Yeah. Like, clearly there's something going on here. And... Mm-hmm. and it's Rue's point again, where even if I don't agree with Rue mm-hmm. on this, this who went home here or who won the challenge, uh, Rue is right. Like you have to believe that you're great. Like you have been doing drag for however many years. Yeah. You should not be threatened by this basic bitch. Yeah, she's just <clears throat> on TV as a Barbie doll, as right. as you know, as fodder, as right. as as you know, Flint. Right, like you shouldn't need any of the feedback you're asking for. Whereas Rebecca needs to hear it. Like Chanel, if you're doing 39 character illusions, venues in Vegas, blah, 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 then you shouldn't need to hear from anybody. Right. Like, right. That, what is up with that? Yeah. Well, and I think that Chanel is, and this really <clears throat> becomes apparent for me later in her confrontation with Santino. Um, Chanel is the sum of her parts, but they don't come together in a way. It, like Chanel is, it's kind of like like I think about like Christmas lights, you know, and like when you plug them in and then they don't work because one of them is is not working and you have to find the one that's not working. Right. So most of them work, but there's maybe one or two that aren't and that's throwing off the whole thing and making it not work as a whole. Yeah. And I think that's the case with Chanel is that she yeah, she's beautiful and she's talented and she can juggle and she can do all, she can do all these things and she and she has all these looks. But it doesn't work because that's all what she does. It's who she is. Yeah, it's who's behind that, right? We, mm-hmm. I mean, Rue is constantly talking about how they want to see the artist underneath the queen on the runway. Mm-hmm. And when, you know, Laganja Destranjo or Bendela La Creme or Courtney Act put on the TV or Alexis Michelle, they put on what they want people to see. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, 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 a broken light. Right. Yeah. And it really and it's uh, I get the logic of like, oh, you need more from me. Let me reach into my bag of tricks. It's like, no, put the bag of tricks down. Yeah. And then let's see what you can do. Right. That's what they want to see. Right. Right. And that's right. why the juggling didn't work because yeah. it's like, okay, you can juggle. Okay, great. Right. This is awesome. We kind of like, knew who this. Who are you? Yeah. But who are you? And yeah. like, but I mean, at the end of the day, she could just be like, well, I'm a fucking talented queen. That's who I am. Yeah. I'm here to slay this competition. Yeah. But she didn't have enough charisma. She, I mm-hmm. mean, she, she just couldn't get through it. She couldn't, right. she couldn't bond in a way. You know, when, 
when she they had asked um, one of the the fan questions of like what came first the heels of the juggling and she told her story about how her kindergarten teacher taught her how to juggle because she didn't really have any friends and you have this visual of this little kid yeah. hanging out with a teacher during recess wow and I'm like now Ugh. oh my goodness now we're getting somewhere now oh, this is who Brian is yeah, yeah like right. oh we and your parents didn't really know what to do with you and and you know you were like oh this is it this is what we needed to see yeah and like it's almost like she's saying it and she doesn't even hear right you know what i mean right. but like should we do finally get like a moment of like oh that's who you are yeah it's like valerie cherish when she's talking about <sighs> uh being on the field hockey team mm. and valerie uh she had an uh back brace yeah and she couldn't do anything she couldn't be on the team so <sighs> the coach was like oh you can you can be the water boy and and then I can't he, even, it's so just thinking he about didn't even, he didn't even want her to be in the picture you know um right right and that's when oh god that scene like I, I could talk about that scene the rest of this podcast that moment when she's just like when she starts to say like i thought she said i still got to be in the picture i didn't oh, get to, at least i still got to be in the and picture. that's when she tears up and, and it's just it's like oh my god right like i'm totally Uh, (laughs) anyway sorry marys um no i mean that's and and what's so brilliant about that writing is is because it's true i mean right uh, brian or chanel is talking about a similar experience Mm -hmm. one that many people have had whether you're gay straight black white right it doesn't matter yeah there are people that have those experiences where they're just left out and just forgotten mm-hmm. and so they grow up to be adults that are craving attention no matter how goddamn talented they are yeah yeah because it's like the well has been left dry for so long that it can't even start collecting water yeah you know, and what you I mean? know it's, it's interesting because i you know if you if you go on grinder or scruff these days there are so many gorgeous torsos oh like they're cut mm-hmm. they're you know there's so many yeah and you're like oh, why are you on here? Like, isn't it easy to right. just go out and get it? Because I know for me, if I had that body, I would, I would, I wouldn't be on here. I wouldn't be on here. But you know what? I things I've heard, um, you know, not my experience, but for you know these guys who are like super ripped and super fit, I've heard some people say that like, oh, they actually don't get. I mean, they might get a lot of like like leches and a lot of like people were just like <clears throat> objectifying them but they don't find a lot of connections because a lot of people are too intimidated to reach out to them part of me is like boo-hoo. oh no of course like oh poor old whore but it's an interesting idea that like they have they have these guys have in their own way have devel- created a shield yeah have created this like this masculine drag yeah. of like here's all the things here's the ideal that i want to be right but there's nothing in there because you are still starving for validation you don't believe in yourself mm-hmm. you actually you cannot move forward in quote unquote the competition mm-hmm. um, of life or whatever you want to call it whatever kind of allegory you want to make here you can't move forward because you don't believe you can move forward right and so you're stuck on this app and either people aren't reaching out to you because you're too beautiful mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or you can't find validation, even if even if you do f- hook up with somebody on that app, which is why those apps are such a problem. Yeah, because nothing, none, none of it's real. Nobody's really interacting. No one's actually gaining mm-hmm. um, like a sense of self from those things. Oh yeah, all of it is. Oh, God. I feel like I'm shopping on Amazon. Yeah, I you feel, know, mm-hmm. I haven't been on the apps in a while, but like. Mm-hmm. 
it, it just felt like I was shopping or that I was being shopped for. It just, mm-hmm. I didn't feel like anybody was a person. Yeah, no, I mean, it really, it. You it, could say anything to anybody on, you could say, mm-hmm. I'm taking a shit right now. Mm-hmm. You know? Some people are into that. Right. I'd block your ass <laughs> right then and there. Like, this isn't going to work out. Oh, my God. But, but I, I, back to Chanel and, and, and what drag does for, for people, right? Like, it's supposed to allow you to access. The parts of you, you know, that need to come out, and mm-hmm. I feel like Chanel <clears throat> uses drag more as as like what these guys on Grinder use it for, right? Mm-hmm. Or not drag, but use their bodies for, is as a shield, is as as a shell to protect what they don't want to come out. Mm-hmm. Sure, sure, yeah. I mean, I I think. Um you know, and I think everybody has a version of that, you know, I think whether it's your body, whether it's how you talk to people, I think it's the whole idea of like the bitchy gay men at the bar that we've talked about where it's like, um, you know, guys choose to kind of like just, you know, play boys in the band with you versus just like being friendly. It's like, well, what are you trying to protect? What's yeah. at risk right now? Yeah. Um, speaking of boys in the band, that's coming to Broadway. <gasps> Get out of my yeah. house. Ryan Murphy's producing it. Oh, my. Oh, my God. I love I that play. Wait. Oh, I cannot wait. Oh, I and the movie's great too. Oh, I mean, the movie is amazing. Yeah. Oh, no. oh my god. Oh god, we should review that movie, Colin. I <gasps> would love to. I love Boys in the Band. Uh, I that that play is. It just echoes everything that we're kind of talking about right now. This mm-hmm. idea that um, we put out are often um, gay men that have gone through the world and gone through their lives without like real validation mm-hmm. or feeling so much shame for who they are. Mm-hmm. They put out so much venom and they put out all of these kind of facades yeah. uh, to, to trick you right into mm-hmm. thinking of who you are, even though, you know, and you, you are horrified and terrified to show uh, the, who you really are and what you think about and who you, and and the pain that you're feeling. Yeah, and you know because it, I don't think Chanel wants anybody to know the pain that she's feeling, like mm-hmm. Valerie. Right, right, and I think that's like when you when you sense that it's kind of like I don't know. I think to me that triggers so much compassion. You know what I mean, and so much empathy and so much interest. It's like oh my, like I think the vo- like it's not that you aren't showing your stuff it's that you're afraid to show it we've all been there we have not all shown our stuff right we are what we have in common more is that we don't show our stuff and we do all this work to hide it and so if you can show people like if they can see that part of you that's what people connect with oh yeah and you know and going back to the grinder uh conversation i mean there's nothing wrong with with sex and there's nothing wrong with you know wanting to connect with people and, Mm -hmm. and whatever but if you are the type of person that's like, I mean, granted, there are introverts and there's extroverts and I get that. But mm-hmm. like if you're the type of person that can't go out and meet somebody and you need the apps to get sex, mm-hmm. it's like, well, first of all, should you be having sex? And second of all, like, why can't you connect with somebody in person? Is it because right. you're afraid of of that rejection? Yeah. And this type of rejection is just easier to swallow because nobody's in front of you. Right. I mean, there's so many questions that I think nobody's asking, mm-hmm. which is the problem. It's not necessarily grinders a problem or scruff is a problem mm-hmm. or I'm an introvert or an extrovert or whatever, because everybody has their reasons. But I don't think enough people, especially young people, are asking the questions of why are we doing this? Right. Why are we acting like this? Why are gay people needing to feel this way to connect? Now? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's I, I think there's a kind of hypnosis with all of that like I think anything that can provide validation can be hypnotic and that's why I think wow that's beautifully said you know and I I think that's why because like 
you know, uh, I, I can speak for myself. I can speak for other people. It's not, it's, it's having more than one app and then it's doing hopscotch across oh, yeah. the apps. Wow. And it's like, let me check this one now. Let me see if this, okay, this one's been 10 minutes. Let me check this one now. And you know, before you know it, two or three hours has passed. I've had the, you know, I think I've gotten better at it, but you know, in my like mid twenties, I know that I was in that place of like just the validation hunter and just going from app to app to app trying to find that thing. And you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of that scene from Kill Bill where uh, Beatrice or um, uh, Uma Thurman, mm-hmm. she's paralyzed mm-hmm. and all she has to do is wiggle her big toe. Right. Just wiggle your big toe. Just move. Just move. And I feel like there are so many gay men and, and, and disenfranchised people and women and, and, and people that have been beaten down to a paralyzed state where they just can't move. Mm-hmm. They just can't get off the couch. They just can't get off grinder. It's just like, no, no, no. Wiggle your big toe. You're alive. Right. You're alive. Where are you? Where mm-hmm. are you? You're right here. You can wiggle your big toe. Can you feel it? Can you feel it? You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it's it like I always – it makes me think of the idea like – like whenever I'm stuck in something, I'm stuck in my stuff. I'm like, okay, I need to just, I need to get out of the house. I need to like go for a walk. And what it makes me think of, of course, is that refrain. Maybe we've talked about this in the past. That idea of like the calls are coming from inside the house, Ugh, right? You know, stranger it, calls back. Yeah, yeah, you know, like the calls are coming from inside the house. This, literally, I find that when I'm stuck, I have to literally get out of the house. I have to get out. But then yeah. metaphorically, it's like it's all in here, right? It's all like it's right. all within me. You know, it's a question you should ask when you're on the apps. Like, are you having fun right now? Right, right. Is like, this a good time? What else could you be doing that's mm-hmm. more fun? Because if you're enjoying it and you Do see it. it for what it is, then go for yeah, it. Yeah, hot, amazing. Yeah, and Fuck yeah, yeah. And even if even if you're not getting the feedback, even if you're not getting laid that night, even right. if you're just like having a couple conversations, talking to some guys, meeting some neighbors. You know, oh, we should meet for a drink sometime. Whatever. Right. And it's fun. Yeah. Be conscious while you're doing yeah. it. Be yeah. Be conscious. Mm-hmm. Have, have, have a right, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. And, and know that none of it's real. Right. I mean, to tie this right. back to drag, drag it's like right. none of this is real. I none could, of it's real, Dorothy. Yeah. yeah. I could delete Grinder right now. And none of the, none of the, 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 the connections, none of the creepy messages, none of the prospects, none of the guys who didn't respond, none of it exists anymore. Nope. Gone. Done. Absolutely gone. And you know what? It's like, oh man, it's like uh, free falling, right? It's it's mm-hmm. like, or it's like you're fine. It, it's like chains have 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 been lifted, right? Mm-hmm. You, and you just fly. Yeah. Because it's so heavy sometimes. Right? Oh, again, yeah. going back to that paralyzed state. And I feel like Chanel walking into this reunion was bringing this energy of like, I am so weighed down yeah. from how much bullshit. Mm-hmm. I dealt with because of this show mm-hmm. and it's like well did the show give it to you right or are you doing this is it coming from inside the house right and did and did the show just kind of you know I know triggering is kind of like a thing these days but like did it did it trigger something did it push a button you know right. what I mean did it right. call that number did it allow you to see or maybe even not see what the problem is yeah like, I, you know i'm sure she's seen therapists i mean she, clearly she went back on to all stars right um and and did it right right back again but mm-hmm. and got farther i guess but yeah you know i you know a lot of these queens and i think we've talked about this before with um who is that one queen that uh came back and she wasn't doing very well and then she got read for filth um, because she tried to like somebody reached out because they were um, feeling like they were suicidal. Oh, Venus Delight. Yes, Venus Delight. Yes. You know, there's so many queens that leave this show and they don't learn the lesson. Mm-hmm. They don't. 
it's so it's it's so frustrating because this show is so beautiful and there's so many amazing reality TV shows out there, but it's all about how you walk into the room. Mm-hmm. You know, if you walk yeah. into the room and you are blindfolded, you're never going to get out of the room. Right, right, and and I think that you know. I think there's a lot of, especially now with these shows, because there's so many shows and because, you know, the 15 minutes of fame gets shorter and shorter is like there's so much pressure on your experience on this show and how you portray yourself and what they show and what you do and what they don't show and what you did that they didn't show. You know what I mean? Like there's, right. it's not, it's out of your control. Yeah. You, you have to hope for the, it. Yeah. You have to hope that you throw enough good jello at the wall yep. that the Just stuff that good sticks yep. is what. Yeah, walk shown. in, walk in good. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, because you know there was um, Mimi. I'm first did a sort of informal uh, ask me anything on the RuPaul's Drag Race set right the other day, and um, I think someone had said something about they didn't think that she should have been in the bottom for the um, whatever challenge it was. Maybe it was the um, the the workout challenge, the one she went home for. Oh. Um, and and she had said, well, you know, there's a lot of stuff you don't see, and it is what it is. And RuPaul knows exactly what he's doing, and he's brilliant. So that's it, you know. And I think it was just this reminder of like, oh yeah, there's there's the the, the different versions of the truth, right, you know. Right. Different- I mean, because you can say that RuPaul is brilliant, but you can also say that RuPaul's human, mm-hmm. and that he has other agendas that have nothing to do with yours. Yeah, absolutely not. I mean, granted, oh, yeah. like he hopes for the best, mm-hmm. but it's not his responsibility. This is not the the Mimi I'm first show, right? Mm-hmm. right. Yeah, no, you. Right. You are given a platform and an opportunity, and then whatever you do with it, we're going to work with it. Yeah, so Mm -hmm. when Chanel is complaining that Rebecca stays, it's like, well, Chanel, wake up. Like, of course she's staying. Mm -hmm. She's controversial. Right. Nobody likes her. Right. Did you notice at this reunion how most of it's been about her? Yeah. Like, the, the biggest topic of conversation was... The the sort of you know uh, the the lightning rod that was Rebecca and right. and the tensions that she created and the and what tensions were built around the fact that she was there and there longer than they wanted her to be. Oh yeah, there yeah. was. I mean, it was it was great television, mm-hmm. right? In in that sense, granted, many people were angry, but like you said about controversy. It, it just gets people talking, right? Mm-hmm. No news is bad news, right? Yes. Otherwise, it's all good it's news. It's all good news. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, thanks for that, Colin. That was, of course. That was great. Okay, yeah. Chanel. Um, so, then we have this fight with Jade and Rebecca that we, we talked about with the clip of the week. Uh, yeah. That comes on. Um, is there anything you wanted to add to that? This idea? I mean, I, I don't know if we talked about this, but Rebecca did feel embarrassed. She said she felt just embarrassed mm-hmm. as you felt when RuPaul was calling out your junk hanging out. Yeah. And I thought that was an interesting. It's almost like a dig. Well, that's what I'm going to say. Like to me, Rebecca, I mean, I don't, I don't trust her. I think that she's, I think she's certainly manipulative. I think even that's, I mean, I think that for example is manipulative to be like, to like use Jade's embarrassment against her, you know what I mean? Right. To be like, oh, well, you know that feeling. Well, she, she's, yeah, she's worse. trying to she's trying to create empathy, but at the same time, it's a manipulative tactic. Right. right. And then when she says that thing of like, you know, about I lent you my green contacts, and she says, you know, well, horrible people don't go out of their way to be nice to people. Yes, they yeah, do. They absolutely do. The smart yeah. ones do. Yeah. And horrible people also say horrible people don't go out of their so way. So that to you people. don't. It's like, oh my god. Yeah. It, to me. I she thought about this a lot. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think she had to know that she. Was, I've done it. You yeah, know? she had to know she was coming in to. Um, it's like I expect the same for my girls that I give out. It's like, right. well, no, it doesn't work. It doesn't like work that, that Just way. Just because you're good, if you do good, doesn't mm-hmm. mean that you get it back. Like, that's right. Not, and not to say that I don't think that Alexis. Or, you it's know, about intention. Right, and like, I don't think that Alexis was 
uh, I think her her intentions were better than Rebecca's. Oh, oh completely. But I see I, what you're saying. But you, but mm -hmm. yeah, there, yeah, I mean, there's a false there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right? exactly, exactly. It, it's this idea that like, well, I did this, thus it means this. It means that you should give back to me. It means that I should be considered a good person. It's like, no, you just made the choice to do that. Right. But it doesn't negate the fact that like, Alexis, you should not wear that fucking dress. Right. And well, it's your responsibility. You've succeeded. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, um, Chanel, um, she had, she had negative thoughts about her um, because what, uh, man, what Rebecca said to Chanel, she's like, anybody who has to wear that much and is trying to, you know, make up for a lack of talent. Mm -hmm. And I'm just kind of like, uh, Chanel's super fucking talented. Right, right. You know, I get where she's going with that because clearly Chanel is making up for a lot of things. Right. But she's saying it, uh, she's, she's not making the point. Right, right. You're barking up the wrong tree. It's like, yeah, some people put on a lot of stuff <laughs> to distract, but... <laughs> But Chanel is literally. We all know that you don't have any training, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> but we all know. Gia Gunn. Oh, that's right. She was in the acting But we challenge. know that you didn't know what you were doing. <laughs> right. Right. Oh, oh God. God, scathing. Yeah. Filed as under Queens, RuPaul thinks nothing of. <laughs> <laughs> at the time at the time yeah yeah <laughs> totally um you know i um sort of uh shifting over to nina um because it's just sort of oh because nina comes out yeah right and so nina had, looked fabulous yeah she looked great and she was talking about um you know that she was you know hosting these viewing parties at her home bar and i think it's tracks in denver um i've been there it's so cool it's really so big you forget when you leave new york that like clubs can be big. Oh yeah, like with big ceilings. It's, right. It uh, tracks is in a part of uh, Colorado that's um, mostly industrial. Oh, it's to be like it's warehouse actually, kind yeah, of space. Yeah, it's, like, uh, it's off the beaten track. Mm -hmm. like, we had to take a like, no a bicycle. pun intended. <laughs> there you go, Mary. <laughs> all right, Mary. Um, we had to take a, a bicycle rickshaw um, all the way up there, which was actually like lovely. Oh, that's cool. Um, oh, but uh, yeah, no, you can't. You can't really walk there, right? Okay. Yeah. Um, well, good to know if I ever go there. Um, you but should go there. Yeah, maybe. Um, <laughs> maybe I will. Um, so she talks about kind of hosting like a viewing party, and it and of course this is like when Drag Race viewing parties started. Like we we are so used to them now, we take them for granted. Um, as like this this fixture of like oh where are the viewing parties happening? You know, um, where are all the cool people at this school? And so um, what it made me wonder is where are my people at? <laughs> right? Where are my people at? <laughs> just like <laughs> lost his shit at that one. He didn't like that. He show. didn't like that at all. He does not like this running theme we're finding. Um, so uh, what it made me think about is what other, in terms of gay bars, what other shows have had viewing parties before Drag Race? The only gay one. Gay shows? Yeah. Like the only one I know of is like, I like Excess used to do Desperate Housewives every week. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, did people watch Queer as Folk? I don't, I guess I don't I know. Old enough. Yeah, to... I just don't know. I'm just it's, this idea of viewing. I mean, obviously, sports Project bars. Runway. I remember we used to get together at somebody's house and watch it. Right, right. That's the thing is like there's shows that people get together for and have yeah, viewing right. parties. There's like you know watching the game. Right, but like the gay bar version, other than other than sports, you know, gay sports bars like. The, oh, this is Colin. This is it. This is what created it. Yeah, that's like, what I'm wondering. Yeah. Was, is this a is gay this competition? It? Mm -hmm. It's for our community. It's about our community. Of course, 
you know, yeah, you come and watch it, and you know, you you waiting for the best girl to fight. You yeah. know, which, which drag queen is gonna win? Right. Like you I know? love and, it. And some people don't like drag queens, and that's fine, and they they just don't get into it. It's right. Just like people don't like football or don't like baseball. You know, mm-hmm. it's like okay, well then you know don't watch it, Mary. Right. Um, but you know, don't yuck my yum. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Former teacher alert. Oh, sorry, Mary. <laughs> yeah. Um, there are no victims in this classroom. <laughs> is, is that a is that, that is a choice? Is this a Dangerous Minds reference? Yes, oh wow, yes. I didn't even. I was just a guest, man. Shelly Pfeiffer. Oh, Shelly sitting backwards on that chair, Um, which I assume doesn't happen in the movie. It's just the music video. It's just the music video. That's all I needed. Um, But you know, I have lots of thoughts on the problematic nature of Dangerous Minds. Oh, I've never seen it, so um, I can't believe you haven't seen it. I know. No, I know. Early '90s Shelly Pfeiffer. I get it. I, I. Jaded teachers. It's like, you know. Get her jaded teachers. Yeah, I don't know. I just never. <laughs> Is that like six this episode? Oh I know, I know right? It's like a whole new drinking game. Um, <laughs> new ones, new ones, Alexis Michelle. Um, uh, that we've talked about Alexis Michelle as well. Um, so uh, the other thing I wanted to mention, just because there's a running theme with BB, you know, BB. Well, you were talking about Nina and. That was all. It was just a segue into oh, this whole thing about viewing parties. Okay, like, yeah. great, great. Um, but then BB, she she's talked about in the past. You know, um, like there was that clip of the week we had where she was like, "Oh, this I'm not. You know, I don't want to be a woman. This is not who I want to be. It's what I do." And there was an interesting context of when she was talking about when she was younger. She had never seen a man do drag. She didn't know men did this or could do this. And, you know, so she has those ingrained ideas from when she's a child, which, of course, informs everything. It's like everything that happens to you by the age of six is who you are, you know. And so um, it's interesting that we've heard her kind of or I just I, you know, my opinion, I felt her like brushing up against these definitions of masculinity um, and that that she does kind of talk about that here of like when she started doing drag, it really brought into question, well, what does it mean to be a strong a powerful man you know what do african men do and it just gave me the context of like you know when we talked about this a few weeks ago it was like i'm not trying to say bb has like internalized homophobia but i think this gives the context of why i'm sensing bb's trying to sort of enforce her masculinity at the same time is that like she comes from in uh, you know uh, certainly a culture and a background and and a, an upbringing that there was no room for this Right. There's no, there was no place right. in the dictionary for this definition. Right, right. It's like when, like, my dad took away my Barbie doll. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, oh. you know, I mean, yeah. that's a violent act. Yeah, right? it, it will shape a child mm-hmm. and, and who they, who they are and what they think about themselves. Right. So yeah, it's interesting with BB. You know, uh, the idea that she got threatened. You know, yeah. because of, of who she was, like it, it, it was just more fucking fuel on her fire. It's yeah. Like, Damn, you know, yeah. It sucks. But on the on the flip side, I like that she was getting feedback from women. Similar things that yeah. we've heard from some Marys of like it was empowering and it was the idea that you are studying women and you're doing it and this is what you think women are and this is how you Girl. represent women. Yeah. You know, and so I'm empowered but like this is this is the impression you have of women. Right. So oh, okay. Oh, you're powerful. Yeah. Oh, you're beautiful. Oh right. wow. That they become these mirrors. You're smart, you're quick, yeah, mm-hmm. you're funny. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um and so I thought that that was like a nice positive side of it. You know. Oh, interesting. Um, that was when, uh, after BB kind of talked, that was when RuPaul, uh, asked who, who thinks Rebecca should have gone home. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, like half the room raises their hands. Yeah. Or yeah. not been in the top three. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I, and then obviously Jane and Rebecca kind of hung it out and they kind of let Rebecca off the hook here. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when I think, I mean, unless you want to talk about some viewer questions, but I think that's when the tables turn. 
when Merle and, and Santino come out, and everything gets really tense again. I you mean, know? this is what. Yeah, you're right. This is they because we you know we talked about Rebecca's friend and how we don't really. It's weird that we, Rebecca's like, oh, we're estranged. I'm just like, okay, yeah, you're yeah. estranged. Um, when Merle and Santino come out, you know, Merle, I was, I was hopeful and then disappointed in Merle. Um, because she was talking about oh, yeah 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 oh my god she okay. started I was like okay so you're the same experience yeah, yeah Good. exactly so mm-hmm. Merle's like affected by her idea of femininity from this show yeah she comes away from the show like, thinking what really is femininity I'm like yeah. what a great question Merle yes Merle we were talking about this on the girl yeah. fight episode like what is femininity it's nothing it's fake right and then she's like men studying women evoke what they they think it is and. You know, I realized that whoever had the softness and warmth, that's that's what it's that, all about. That's what it was. And it was like, and I just, I felt like, it was like, you learned nothing. Yeah. You, you learned, learned nothing. nothing. Yes. Somebody call Michelle Visage. Right. Like, have to wait another fucking season uh, for her? God. Like, what more do you want from me, Miss Merle? Are we on the same show? <laughs> right. <laughs> Just this super cut of reactions <laughs> of like deep cut reactions. Sahara Davenport, Leah Remini, like these yeah, are like <laughs> yeah, yeah, like what the hell, man? Right, right. Oh man. No, I know. I felt the same way. I was like, come on, Merle. Um, you know, and what I wanted her to say is what Porkchop said mm-hmm. um, earlier because she was talking about um, uh, uh, this idea of like what it, what it's like to be big. Mm-hmm. And, oh and yes. what it's like to be big in in the drag community and why why pork chop can do it and and she talks about how it's okay you know to be who you are and mm-hmm. and have what you have but focus on the positive aspects of you yeah. bring those out because then people are going to focus on those too right and she does use the word hide what you need to which I think is you know we could delve into that for right. a little while but mm-hmm. I, I, I'm I'm, I'm going to ignore it for now right. Um, I, I, I wouldn't hide it. I, I would come to terms with it. I would understand it. I would use it. Mm-hmm. You know, I would find a way to look at it and think it's beautiful. Right. Um, right. But uh, that's where I thought um, Merle was going to go. I did that too. She was going to be like, what is femininity? It doesn't matter. It's about what is beautiful inside you right. is what makes you you and what makes you beautiful. Right. Because it, whether you're feminine or masculine, it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and it's like, and then in contrast, you know, and I can't believe I'm saying this, but like then the points that Santino was making where he was like, you know, I look at someone like he's like, he said, I'm not really looking at trends. It's, you know, a little, he's a little, you know, full of himself in this Snowy. moment. Yeah. He's like, oh, you're asking my professional opinion. Right. Um, but, you know, what he does say is like he highlights Angina and Nina. And right. he's like, well, Angina is clearly studying fashion. She's fashion forward, like what she's doing. Um, like she's got her finger on the pulse. And then basically says like Nina, like basically says there's the future of drag people are going to be co-opting this and taking like influence from this for years which is an interesting idea i don't know if I don't. I think there are other queens like Raven, for example, that are maybe more well, of that example. There's, there's other queens that aren't on the show that have well, also shaped. Yeah, I mean, I yeah. so much of drag, like, mm-hmm. especially androgyny. Right, right. You know? Like I think that it's an interesting. But think, because she's on this show, she had a lot of power, mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of influence. Yeah, and I I can't think of other queens. And if we're because yes, there's there's drag race queens and there's the rest of the drag world. If we're just looking at drag race queens, I can't think of anyone offhand. Other than maybe like a Sasha Velour that I feel like gives me Nina vibes. Sharon. Okay, Sharon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could see that. Um, Raja in some ways. Although mm-hmm. Raja's very beautiful and girly yeah. in, in mm-hmm. many ways. You know who else actually different from Nina, but... Venus Delight. A little... The Princess. The Princess. That's who I'm talking about. She, not Venus Delight. Yeah. The Princess yeah. is... I mean, she's one of those queens I think people sleep on, but like is like... 
if you see like her Instagram, like she is so talented. Like okay. she can do a look. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and I think I think that it's not about people doing versions of what Nina's doing. It's just kind of like like someone like the princess, for example, every look is different. Every yeah. look, it's not, there isn't yeah. a standard where I think right. that Nina, that was kind of her storyline in the season. It was like Rue was saying like every episode, even though like, I think in the clip show last week, I think Merle was like, oh, or at some point was saying, maybe it was the finale. She was like, I kind of felt like I was seeing a lot of the same things every week, which I didn't think was true about Nina at all. I just don't think that, I mean, obviously there's, there's a sound bites that these judges have to create. Right. And at this point, am I really believing right? anything Merle's saying? Yeah. <laughs> I know I was really enjoying her this season, but then I think she really shit the bed completely. Needed to sleep on the couch after oh. this moment where she was like, I started to really question what femininity was, but then I figured it out. Right. I'm just like, okay, thanks. Right. Thanks <laughs> yeah. yeah. Thanks for that. Um, I mean, obviously her, if that's how she feels, it's valid, but like, I, I just don't think that's what, the thesis of the show is right right i don't think femininity that was... doesn't mean soft and warm yeah because i think if we go through like the winners it's so offensive yeah. to me as 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 a soft and warm man yeah right totally <laughs> yeah right well and it's like none of none of the winners of drag race have been soft and warm like tyra was not warm right raja was not soft jinx maybe was soft and warm but weird and not really doing real femi drag yeah you know yeah um, uh, tchotchke i think was harder but she had a femininity to her that mm -hmm. was so much fiercer you know it's so much more than what merle's looking for yeah. you know sharon obviously right. bianca is not I soft didn't even and warm really understand what she was saying was like what are you what are you talking yeah, about yeah like by that definition it's like vivian panay yeah like what did you want them to do right right yeah well and then it, it's it's interesting when you think about merle in season two because so many more i hate that we're picking apart the only woman in the room like i i, I just want to point that out like i hate that but like like she's also she's also she also is an outsider mm -hmm. in this sense, and right? I, yeah, and I guess like I, if this if, she's not playing with her gender, no. And but I think if this was Santino making Except these comments, hat. oh yeah, well I, <laughs> I don't want to make her gender responsible for that hat. Um, <laughs> I don't think anyone wants to claim responsibility for that hat. Um, but I, I would be having these same critiques of Santino if he were saying them. I don't know if oh oh completely, yeah. but he wouldn't have the place to say them either. Right? It's just like what do you okay? And it is interesting that that here's the only woman in the room. Like, does she have? I don't know. I, I does she have more authority or are we? And this is, these are hypothetical questions. Are we if allowed to is, question if, her? If drag is an art form, then no. Right. If drag is about being a woman, right? Then yeah. So I think I'm thinking more as an art form than being a woman. Right. Yeah. Right. And I because think if, 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 if drag is about being a woman, like they all lose, <laughs> they're all, all losers. Yeah. <laughs> they're all bottoms. Yeah. No, I, um, yeah, no, I, uh, I, I think that that's really, I guess is what it comes down to is like, ultimately this is not female impersonation. Yeah. And also this show isn't about defining femininity. It's about breaking down mm -hmm. that binary mm -hmm. and she's bringing it back up. And I'm yeah. just like, no. And how, like, how do we redefine it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. And you know, that goes back to Nina talking about her, uh, her androgyny and why she chooses to go down androgyny with mm -hmm. Annie Lennox and boy George. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, she, she wants to play with gender. She wants to break it down. Mm -hmm. And that those were the influences that excited her. And yeah. I think that that's really important too. Is like, well, what excites you? Like right. what drives you to do this? Because like, 
if if you're not excited, if you're like if if the inspiration that you're going for and whatever look you're doing is something you're not excited about, like I just think that's gonna show. Yeah. You know. Oh, completely. I mean, I think it makes me think of like someone like Max, for example, from season seven, when he didn't want to go change the gray. It was like right. because this is the aesthetic and this is yeah. the idea that he's and doing. Derek Barry, he's like, okay, Derek, just keep doing Britney, girl. Right. Yeah. If this is what he's excited by, right. yeah. Don't don't you know? Don't force him to do something he can't do. Or and if he can't do. do it, then you gotta go home. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> then your ass is going home. Your ass is going home. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh, I wrote down. Uh, don't take it personally. It's just his opinion. Oh, this was when Chanel. Oh, the, that moment. Don't let criticism bother you. And then Chanel like stops almost like she was going to read a cue card. I feel like she memorized the speech. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, and I just I don't think that because Santino gets tough with her. He's like, well, that top is cheap. Those pants right. you paid the, too much for. Yeah, yeah, you paid too much. Yeah. And it was like Santino. She's down. Stop kicking her. Yeah. It's but it was almost like he like I don't know what his other response could have been. I could I think they could have just agreed to disagree. You know, but like I don't think he needed to make the point. Like it's interesting in season. But he's also not responsible for her emotions, Colin. No, no. But I think that like, and that was the whole point that they make later, right? Mm-hmm. Like they're judges. That's what they're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. If I if my title is judge, I'm gonna fucking judge the shit out of you, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. you know what? Because that's my job, and I'm not supposed to be sorry about it, right? And I guess it's kind of obviously like- RuPaul. Sorry to interrupt, but like obviously RuPaul, she knows different boundaries right she has figured out that like mm-hmm. oh kimchi i can't be that type of judge right right and i i think that there are i don't i think that kimchi is very obvious in needing the kid gloves and chanel is not you know right. what i mean you have to be a little more sensitive to realize that oh chanel needs you to be sensitive with her right i feel like santino hasn't met or hasn't thought about gay men that are strong and beautiful and talented as being in pain right Oh, yeah, totally. It's just like if they're being confrontational, then I need to confront that back. Right. It's like, oh, well, she's on this show. She must be fine. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, and, one, and it's interesting, you know, when we compare the responses. He could have said, hey, I'm sorry. Sure. You're fucking talented. Right, And right. ended it there. Yeah, but you didn't have to insult the clothes she was sitting there wearing. Yeah. Um, you know, what's interesting, the, the, the contrast in responses with Akasha, where she's like, I don't care what he thinks. He right. didn't even win his competition. Why do I care what he thinks? Yeah. And then Rue says, well, do you remember who won? I'm and like, yes. Chloe Dow. Chloe Dow. Are Chloe you Dow. fucking kidding yeah, me? Yeah, she did that, um, that the flower dress. Thank you. I was like the, the flower, the petal dress. She sewed on every single fucking petal. It was so gorgeous. Give Chloe Dow. credit where Chloe credit's Dow, due. are you listening? Chloe I, Dow. I, 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 Major props to you. I will never forget you. You are one of, if not my favorite winner of Project Runway. She was great. And you know what? I don't know if I expected her to win. I think I was surprised. I think there was someone else I thought might. Santino? No, I knew he didn't win um, when I watched it, but I didn't know. There was someone else. There was well, a... you don't remember who that is. Yeah, I don't remember who that is. Okay. So that's all that matters. All right, I remember Chloe who won. Dow. All right, Chloe Dow. Um, so this, of course, brings us to, oh my God. I would say. Pro- this is. It was just like this. I mean, it started with Santino and Merle and the fighting and this idea of like, don't come at us, don't come at us, don't come at us. And it just spiraled and it just went downhill. And Tammy brings, and this is, I would say in all of the whole series of Drag Race, this whole moment is probably the top five for me of like amazing moments on the show. Tammy brings up a really interesting point of like, well, why do we have to perpetuate the negativity? Why feed into that negativity? Why feed into it? Well, let's set this up properly. Mm -hmm. So here's the clip. 
Here's the thing, Dragon. It's not easy. It's not easy. It's almost a, an act of treason in a male-dominated society. So we're going to be up against a lot of criticism. Well, why feed into that negativity, though? Why do we have to constantly feed into that negativity? It's there. There's yeah, not even yeah, have Why do we have to be it? Why do we have to be the negative assholes? Because why can't we be the polyamorous? It's a competitive television show, and there are they're polar opposites, and they wouldn't have the highs and lows if it, it wasn't there. If we all yeah. just said, you're fabulous, you're fabulous, you're yeah. fabulous. You're amazing, you're amazing, you're amazing. There's nothing because to it. Because I am amazing. You I mean, are amazing. amazing. You, you are amazing. amazing. Well, That's why you're here. So much negativity. But because you forgot it. Forgot it's what? not because you forgot that you were amazing. If you take on someone else's negativity, it's because, God damn it, you forgot it. It's not my responsibility to make you feel good all the time. Yes, you both call me losers. And I don't see you out there walking children in nature. I never call you're you. You're not a loser. No. That's why you're here today. You, you forgot who you are. I know are. I'm here today, but we I'm just telling y'all how you it is. Forgot you forgot who you are. Judged. You forgot, Tammy. You forgot, forgot you're what? fabulous. Don't blame me for that. That's your fucking responsibility. Use your mouth. And it's the same, it's shame for all of you. The fact that you're here is because you're goddamn stars. How many fucking times do we have to put that in your head? You're a fucking star. Don't let anybody tell you that you're not. God damn it, if I had a nickel for every time somebody said to me, you can't become a star as a drag queen, I have a fucking million billion dollars. I know what I am. I don't forget who I am. And that's true for all of you. Never forget. Everybody's going to tell you, no, you can't do it, you can't do it, no, you can't do it, because they're projecting their negativity onto you. Now, we can't tell you that because you won't believe it. You have to earn it. You have to own it yourself. I'm telling you now so we can end this conversation. You have to own it yourself, Dorothy. Why do you tell me all we had to do is click our heels three times? Because God damn it, you wouldn't believe me. And that's why you're here. You're in this competition so that you own it. You own it so that you process it. Oh, they're saying bad things about me. Own it, own it. And you, you get to, you get to the understanding that, oh, that wasn't me. That was their shit. That had nothing to do with me. That was them. And then you own it. Then you go, oh. And, and you know what? Every time that happens to you in life, the time it takes for you to catch yourself gets shorter. And shorter. Mm -hmm. Will it go away? No. That self-doubt? Does it go away? Does it go away? Now, we can't tell you this. You have to walk through the fire. Walk through the fire, and then you own it. And you go, come for me, bitches. Come for me. <laughs> you know what? You can say whatever you want. Because why? I'm motherfucking fierce. I mean, it's almost like... Where do you begin? Which part do you start with? I mean, all of that, I was, a, I was a longer clip, Mary's, but all of that is so much of a thesis and a sermon of like what sermon. this is all about. It's it's RuPaul's life mm -hmm. coming out to them. I mean, we're, maybe we were talking about this before we started recording, but it was as if when the show kept going on, the reunion kept going on, and RuPaul realized that they didn't get it. Mm -hmm. And and she was so upset because she was thinking about herself mm -hmm. and her past and her not getting it and her not seeing it. Mm -hmm. And this frustration comes out and she raises her voice, not because she's angry, but because she's so sad. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. No, it's, um, and that, and that frustration of like, of that thing of like, you're sitting here telling me you want me to tell you this. And yet the problem is if I just told you this, you wouldn't believe me. And so we're going to be stuck in this fucking loop here right. where like, there's nothing I can say. There's nothing I can do. You have to go through this on your own and then I'll meet you at the end and I won't say I told you so, but I'll kind of say I told you so. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse uh, me. You're right. Yeah. Sorry. You know, you know, the big thing to also remember is that they put themselves in these positions. Right. And, mm -hmm. and, I don't mean to say that like they deserve negativity, 
you mm-hmm. nobody deserves negativity, but everybody will get it. Yeah, yeah. And if you that's don't have the the, if you don't have the tool in life, mm-hmm. right? If, yeah, if you life. don't have the tools to deal with it, nobody's going to coddle you. Nobody's going to make mm-hmm. sure that you're okay. You yeah. have to make sure that you're okay. Yeah, this is if like nobody's rooting for you. You have to root for yourself. Yeah, you have to. Because like while you know you can you can learn all these skills and, and and while this is not RuPaul's school for girls, it is this idea of teaching them like. These are these are the ropes, you know, that you're gonna have to. You know, these are the hoops you have to jump through. Like these are, you know, the things you're gonna have to do. But like, one of the things, like the most important thing you're gonna need if you want to be quote unquote America's next drag superstar, the the most important thing is to have a thick skin. Yeah. Because people are gonna criticize you no matter what you do. Right. Because and and as she starts off with this diatribe, she says it's an act of treason in a male dominated society. Mm-hmm. Drag is an act of tre- it's an act of rebellion. Yeah. And it's it's ballsy. Pardon the the irony. Right, right. But it's ballsy to do that. Mm-hmm. And 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 of course, people are going to mimic or, or mock you. Mm-hmm. They're going to put violence upon you. They were going to chastise you. They were going to say that you are wrong. Right. And it's up to you to be like, no, 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 mm-hmm. nope. Right. Absolutely not. And if you walk into the room with that awareness, you're going to be able to get out. Right. Right. Like once you can really not just hear, but like feel this idea that like what other people think of you is none of your business, which is a great bumper sticker. But and it's fine and it can make sense in your head. But until it moves down to your heart, like it ain't fucking nothing, you know. Right. right. And I I mean, and RuPaul talks about this on the podcast all the time. But I mean, it's a daily Right. Exercise. You have to constantly do this, and she she kind of um, alludes to it here, where it's like you know you're going to walk through the fire. You're gonna, the, the 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 time it's going to take to heal right. from negativity is going to get shorter and shorter, mm-hmm. but it's never going to go away. You're right. always going to have that inner saboteur that's there saying, "Nope, you're not good enough," mm-hmm. and and you have to be able to eventually get really good at every day practice. Be mm-hmm. like, "No, that's not real." Yeah, you know, it makes me think of there's um you know I'm that, hearing that because of this. I'm hearing that because of this. Right? Do you know that play Rabbit Hole? Um, they made a movie oh, a few years ago is it with Nicole Kidman. Yeah, where you know her her son dies, yeah. and, and so um, I think there's a scene where she's talking to her mother, played by Diane Weist. Ugh, um, so enough said. And they're talking about grief, and and you know she's basically saying like, does this ever go away? Does this ever, like? And her mother says, no, it doesn't go away. It's like this rock in your pocket, and at first it just like weighs you down, but over time, it it's either you know it. You, you're able to walk with the weight. It doesn't feel as heavy. It's always going to be in your pocket, but it won't be weighing you down as much. You know, it's interesting when you talk about grief because I've heard it said similar, but in a way of like, you know, people say that there's a, there's a part missing, mm-hmm. right? A part of them is missing. There's this void and you're never going to fill it and mm-hmm. people will constantly try to fill it and that's all inauthentic, right? Right. Mm-hmm. It's never going to be filled. You just have to have to figure out how to make space around it. Right. Right. It's this idea of like, if there's this void in your life, instead of trying to throw things in it, like plant flowers around it. Yeah, exactly. You know, exactly. and, and celebrate just, it. Yeah. And just walk around it and get to know it. And that's the hardest thing to do, right? Like oh. we're saying it like it's nothing. But oh, like, please. I mean, yeah. there are plenty of things that I'm sad about that I'm still trying to get over. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, back to RuPaul, this idea of 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 people tricking themselves into thinking that, you know, they need RuPaul to say that they're good or they need other people to say, oh, oh, you're being negative. It's like, or you're being a bully, right? Right. To that kind of buzzword. Mm -hmm. It's like, actually, they're not being negative. You're accepting it. Right. 
and and internalizing it as yeah. negative. It can be negative, but you have to be able to block it or be like, no, that's fine. That's on you. Fuck you. Right. There are so many things that we hear and we see in the world world where we're like, oh, that's not true. That's not real. I don't believe that. That's not real. That's all right. bullshit. And we know how to access that feeling. Certainly, anyone who watches the news certainly might have a feeling. But, you know, in terms of politics, in terms of Trump, we might be like, you know, and that's not real. That's bullshit. He's lying right now. Yeah. And we're able to just go there and be like, I it's I don't like that it's being said. I hate that this exists, but I'm not going to I'm not going to treat it with I'm not going to treat it the way I would treat something that's true. I'm not going to give it space. I'm not right. going to welcome. There's no room at my table for this. Oh, yeah. And so we know how to access that. But when it's personal. It's really like you turn around and suddenly it's at the table. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And, and if there's anybody that I'm going to believe about this, it's RuPaul. Because mm-hmm. when she said, if I had a nickel for every single time, somebody told me that I can't do this and I can't. I'm like, yeah. oh, she probably like it probably sucked. Yeah. Because it probably like, sucked for her. Yeah. She nobody else was doing what she was doing. Like there was there was no path for her to follow. And right, so to be a drag superstar. Right. right? There were drag queens, but mm-hmm. nobody was like breaking into the Brady Bunch. Right, right. There was no one who had who had given the idea that this could work. And so when you're right. doing something... She's that, a talk show. Right, and you're doing something that nobody has shown it possible to do before, and then there's people saying you can't do it. Yeah. Like, you have to be able to keep moving despite right. all of this negative you feedback. You have to be able to keep moving. You have to move on. Mm-hmm. You know, I... Uh, one of the things, if you're just listening to the clip and you didn't see the clip, when Tammy says... <gasps> Oh, uh, which is uh, uh, excuse, yeah, excuse your excuse mouth. your mouth. RuPaul's face was like her face when she's looking at Pearl. I was gonna say this was the original. Is there something on my face? Yes, and so much ballsier. Like oh yeah, Tam- oh in the middle of like mm-hmm. Ru like breathing fire. Yeah, like Tammy was like not backing down, and I kind yeah. of loved. No, she, and, and the whole time she had this like yeah. disgusted look on her face. Well, which was which is so interesting because I guess I think about I think about Tammy as someone who very much knows her drag you know and and to a fault right like that was her downfall in the competition and so it's interesting that she's putting up such a fight to this like i'm and it's just like oh that's interesting that i guess i just felt like tammy would be someone who'd be like tammy would know that she was a star tammy wouldn't be someone who'd forget this this is something chanel needs to obviously hear you know no i think tammy's in that same boat Colin, yeah. i think and and clearly she is. I mean, clearly she mm-hmm. is blaming others. Yeah. I mean, she's saying, or maybe not others, but she's saying this show is negative. Mm-hmm. This show isn't what we should be doing. Right. The show shouldn't be like this. I'm like, well, then you're fighting capitalism, right? Like, right. Like, the, the, sure, the structure of the show sucks mm-hmm. for that sense because people have to go home and there's right. negativity in that. Right, right. And there's the people are called judges, right? Like, who mm-hmm. wants a fucking real judge? There's enough judges in my head. Right, like, why are we now, like, creating more opportunities to be judged? Right, yeah. and so, you know, I guess it was assumed, and maybe it shouldn't have been assumed, when people come onto these shows that you have to be okay with being judged in front of millions of people. Right. And RuPaul says it. She's like, well, it's your responsibility to know that you're a fucking star when you walk in here. That's why you are. That's why you're here. Yeah. What are you talking about? You're on TV. Right. It's almost like this compliment in a way that she's like, RuPaul is expecting these queens to be able to handle this because they're so talented. Yeah. You know, it's like, I think other reality shows are a little bit more manipulative, right? And Mm -hmm. especially with like, when we talk about Alexa Michelle, it's like, 
okay, they must have known that there was going to be a meltdown of sorts. Mm-hmm. Well, they do these psychological evaluations before these shows, right. like, and it's not to make sure you're sane enough to be on this show. Not always. That's no. not. I I think that that's a nice way to think about it, but that's yeah. not why it's happening. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So um, in a sense, you know, RuPaul, I think RuPaul is hoping for the best, mm-hmm. but you know. It's interesting to think about Tammy and Angina's perspective of, of this idea of like, well, why, why do you have to be negative? Obviously, like, well, come on, like, we have to have a competition here. Have to right. Say, there's got to be highs and lows. There's right. got to be drama. There's got to be you, people have to get better. Not everybody's perfect. Yeah. And and you and have that's to. The, I, that's a great argument for it. It's like, well, nobody's fucking perfect. Even, right. Even Bianca Del Rio has things to improve. You know. Right. Right. And like the the sheer model of this is that there has to be someone who's on the bottom, and there has to be a reason. Yeah. And it can't just be like, well, and that's you, the model. Right? Yeah. That's the show. Mm-hmm. That's it can't just be says. everyone was great and you were the least great. Right. It's no, maybe you just did not turn it out this challenge. And it's right. a, not everybody gets a brown ribbon. Right. Right. The brown ribbon. Yeah. Right. Uh, right. Well, 11th I, place. Yeah. Yeah. Congratulations. Congratulations. You showed up. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that um, we've certainly seen that some queens are put in this situation and they, I mean, Naomi Smalls, they rebound from it. And like they take this criticism, they take this and they say, okay, I'm not going to take this personally. I'm going to take this constructively. Right. There's some people that when they're down, they actually perform better or they perform better under pressure, right? It's called mm-hmm. a clutch player, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, to geek out a little bit, like the, the Williams sisters always do better when they're down. Mm-hmm. Sure. They actually sure. always do better when they're down. So mm-hmm. when they're down, they're more dangerous. Yeah. I, and I get that. I, I feel like I've I've experienced that in the points in my life when things are like when logistical things in my life like when i'm like when like if there's money issues or i need to find an apartment like just like things like that when i'm pushed up against the edge of the cliff it's like the shit i can make happen right because some people aren't like that something though. gets activated yeah. right some people are i feel like a tammy brown isn't like that there are mm-hmm. people that will continue to shit on themselves and continue to go down and down and down and down and down and down mm-hmm. and it's it's sad to watch and i feel i, I hope I hope that moving forward in this show that there are that there's more kind of scaffolds. Right, 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 <laughs> right. More nets. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um, it's an interesting idea of like if you're if you I are think it's somebody like Nina Bonita Brown. That's who I'm thinking about. That's a great like quote unquote modern example of a queen who I don't. I, she shouldn't have been on that. Show I don't think she should have been on that show. I think that her drag should have been. Yeah. I just don't know if she was. Not necessarily not the right vehicle, but I think this was a lot for her. This was a lot. Yeah. Like, I don't know. The yeah. judge was loud enough in her head. She didn't need any more. Right, right. And and, to and the, she heard other voices. I mean. To the point that it wasn't enjoyable to watch her journey anymore. Right. No, like, I felt like I shouldn't be watching this. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's a big difference, too, is when you really see somebody suffering like that. It's like, okay, well, then can then this is. This is getting into Hunger Games territory. Right. You know? Right. So, yeah. um, Chad Michaels. Um. <laughs> uh, well, anyway, um, I love this speech, and I always get chills. I still get chills, and yeah. te- I teared up the first time I watched it. Yeah. We watched this. Um, yeah, this speech is uh, is the beginning of a sermon. You're right. It's mm-hmm. it's the start of her gospel. Yeah, yeah, and, and it what really she stands for, and it condenses. Really. When she starts talking to Dorothy, I'm like, Rue. Oh, I know, <laughs> I know. I was just like, yes, go there. Yeah, Ugh, yeah. yeah. Um, it was great. I'm glad that that 
got included in season one. Yeah. You know, like, I'm, yeah, it's really important for yeah. the, whole, the whole show going forward. Well, and I guess it, you know, it's funny because a lot of people heard that, Colin. A lot of people heard that speech. And mm-hmm. whether they got anything out of it or not, who knows? Right. Grinder still existed, but. Right. But I, I think I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about other similar moments in other shows. I mean, the, the immediate one I think of, of course, Tyra is Tyra Banks. Like, yeah, yeah. you know, I, learn something from this. Yeah. And yet, to me, that speech was all about. Tyra Banks. Oh, it was all. T- oh, yeah, was and that's why that doesn't have any effect on. Right, me. right, right. No, yeah. it was all about Tyra. I mean, mm-hmm. Rue referenced herself, mm-hmm. but it was it was a helpful example. Right. It was like I'm not. I've been there. I'm not talking out of my ass here. I know where you are right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Whereas Tyra was just like making it all about her the entire time. Yeah. Um, but I think it's like, are we seeing people be this real? You know what I mean on reality TV? <laughs> yeah. Like this I don't is know. some real shit. Yeah. Like, really goes there. Yeah. Um, which, you know, what I think it's so great that they now have the podcast that he can kind of continue having those conversations. There's a space for it, you know? Right, right. Um, Every now and then. I feel like the, the podcast is kind of it's gotten very yeah from this gospel from these really deep conversations to these just guests. Yeah, yeah. the guests or I mean, I did like when they were talking about Hawaii and uh, Vegas. It was just Michelle and oh yeah, Rue. and you just kind of think about Rue as a person. You're like, oh, okay, that's kind of fun, right? Like imagining that life. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Yeah. Well, uh, moving on. Nina wins Miss Congeniality. Yeah, you know, which she you know, wants world peace too. Right, right. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy to see that. You know, she got, you know, she got a, you know, at first it sounded like she was going to Paris, but turns out she's going to Vegas. <laughs> and she's getting fifteen hundred bucks to blow on slots. Oh, so amazing, yeah. good for her. You know, yeah. it's not an Overstock.com gift card, but they can't all be. Um, <laughs> and then we have this final dance off. Which, oh, you know... You hate it. Well, you know why? You know why I hate these things? You know why? It's not that I have a problem. Okay, here's... Because you... I mean, you know, it's about me. Like, moments like that make me very uncomfortable. It's not the dancing. It's not... It's not that people are... Having fun. Having fun. I'm... Are you sure? I'm fun. That literally is not the problem. The problem is... I, I think of it as, like... I mean, you're talking to somebody that dances in the supermarket when he's waiting online. Huh? No, and that's fine. I'm, uh, but in in you gotta find joy anywhere you can find it. I'm not against that. I think that there is this, there is this vulnerability in the lack of self awareness that I find myself rejecting. You know what I mean? Okay. Of like the lack of paying attention to how you're appearing. There's also, um, there's always like this awkwardness of like like for example like like to use this specifically. They're kind of doing this soul train thing, but then you kind of see like the queens waiting their turn. That's what makes me uncomfortable. Oh, like Nisha Lopez waiting to come yes, out. Okay. Yes, yes. There, there's kind of like the oh, I'm, I'm, I'm on camera. I'm waiting till I can start God. moving. Oh, hold on. Oh, not yet. Okay, you know. So that's what makes me uncomfortable. Right. Once they get going, it's fine. Yeah. It's that moment. It's that Valerie Cherish moment of yeah. should I go on? Right. Yeah. Right. Creating a character. You know, it reminds me of an email we got uh, mm-hmm. from someone. Um, I should pull it up, but uh, they were questioning this idea of uh, the self-producing queen. Oh, yeah. How we've been commenting for most of our podcast about the self-producing queen and how it's negative and how it's false. Mm-hmm. But we haven't really focused on the queens that self-produced in a, a kind of a, a strategic way. Right, right. This I I meant to write back to this email today, and I thought, oh, maybe we'll talk about it. This was from Sister Mary. Is it what's what's her drag name? It's a, it's uh, Anna Lee. Is that what it is? Oh, oh man, like, we have so many emails. Wait, hold on. Oh, it's the, um, we have so many emails. It's from uh, his name was Matt. 
Oh, Matt not. Oh, I shouldn't say his last name. I don't know. If, yeah, I don't uh, know what. The, I don't know if it's a problem saying people's last yeah, names. Oh, yeah. Oh, so he brings up Alyssa. Oh, let me read this passage. Yeah. So I immediately think of Alyssa in All Stars Two. It's clear that, and I think you address in your recapping of All Stars Two, Alyssa is consistently aware of the cameras, of her persona, and how she's going to be received by fans. She was generating catchphrases. She was serving face at all times. She was always presenting a very specific character of Alyssa, making herself more tailored to the fan base, and it worked. She was definitely a season's fan favorite. I'm not suggesting that she was being fake, but she did choose. The part of herself she wanted to showcase and played up parts of her character that she did that she hadn't before in season mm-hmm. five. Yeah. So I mean, to respond to this, I, I clearly right there's a Laganja type, there's a Rebecca yeah. type, and then there's an Alaska type mm-hmm. who is you know almost to a fault in that sense, yeah, like, too perfect, right? And then Alyssa who is producing, like I mean, they're creating content for people. Yeah, it's really smart. It's a smart way to play. Mm-hmm. I I find it more authentic. I find yeah. that it's more playful mm-hmm. and it's understanding that it's a game. Mm-hmm. Whereas the difference is with a Rebecca or a Laganja or an Alexis or a Chanel or a Rebecca mm-hmm. or a Valentina mm-hmm. that there is or a Nisha right before she walks out. Right. Um, that they aren't aware that we know. Right. Well, and, and I think... That, that we can see it. That's what it is, that we can see it. Alyssa's like, here it is. Here it is. And what Alyssa is doing, I think why it works when Alyssa's doing it is that there is a there is a direct thread of truth to who she really is. Right. In this. I believe that Justin acts like that. I think that like and you hear this from other queens who are like, she's always like this. Yeah. It's, it's just always versions of this. And so I well, I agree that she is self-producing. I think that she's she's pulling from real parts of herself. Whereas Laganja, it was a performance. It yeah, was it was, it, a was character. it was a character. It was school as fuck. Is so what she thought? Yeah, Bend la creme creme and is in the hitsy for shits, boy. I did not need that. No, sorry, I did not Salting need that. Your ears, yes, boy. now I need a drink. And so, <laughs> um, so no, I I think that that's what it is too. It's like it's fine to self-produce if you're using your own material. Oh, that's well said. You know? Yeah, there you go. You know? Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. If you're using your own material, yeah, produce it. Yeah, right. Show it off. Show right. it off. Yeah. yeah. Bianca had all those jokes. Yeah. Like, yeah. Of course. Yeah. That's who you are. You know, that's not who she is all the time. But play it up. But if, you're on TV. You got to play that best part of you up for yeah. sure. Yeah. And I think that that's the, the difference is like how much it feels and rings true. Right. And I think... You know, for a lot of these queens, you know, and it's interesting, you know, for like Valentina, it did not ring true. Right. But what's interesting, he mentioned Shay, that Shay self-produced oh, because yeah. we did see her really being. And I think it's very true that Shay was all, and I, I could sense this, that she was aware of the cameras. She had speeches that she knew were well-timed. You know, she 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 knew what she was doing. She knew what she was trying to put across. And part of that was to be very congenial because we did see a very different version of Shay at the reunion. I'm not saying one is better than the other, but it's like, okay, well I saw just consistently one thing. Now I'm seeing something very different. Right. Whereas someone like Alyssa, I'm never really seeing that much of a difference. Right. And it's how dissonant it is, is where it's a problem. Yeah. I feel more uncomfortable when I can see Mm -hmm. that they're working hard. Yeah. Yeah. And I, they're dancing as fast as they can. Right. And, and like Chanel, you know, counting the beats, you know what I mean? When she was voguing, it's like, okay, well you're doing it, but I see you doing it. Yeah. And that's, that's the problem. That's the problem here. That's the problem. Yeah. Great. Mm -hmm. Well, well, thank Matt. Thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah. 
really great point. That was a great point, yeah. Um, so this next segment, uh, if we're done talking about season one. Yeah, well, you know, and, and just to say, all right, season one. Oh, yeah, let's all right, season one. All right, season one. <laughs> I mean... Yeah. Yeah, that was fun. Oh, my God. It was so short, too. I know. I know. Um, but I'm so happy that the reunion came when it did. I was just such, it was such a catharsis mm-hmm. for so much pent up um, uh, toxicity, right? Yeah. And, and pent up energy and, mm-hmm. and anger and joy. And I don't even know how much got resolved, but it all got aired. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No. Um, well, you're, you know, if you think about it in kind of a more meta way, like, I feel like the seasons of of Drag Race are resolving mm-hmm. a lot of that, that uh, especially of that final diatribe. Mm-hmm. It's almost like we're trying to resolve it over and over and over and over. That again. idea, certainly. I think some of the interpersonal conflicts, I think maybe we're just kind of, you know, brought out and seen. But I think this idea, I think this RuPaul sermon, I think, yes. The spent, internal struggles. Yeah, right? we've spent the next, you know, subsequent seasons exploring that and seeing versions of queens who remembered and forgot they were stars to different extents. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, this next segment is called Reddit on Reddit. Reddit on Reddit, which is of course our weekly segment where I do some uh, trolling of the RuPaul's Drag Race subreddit um, to find some tea, some news. I feel like we've done this enough times and you probably are a regular listener. You know what a Reddit on Reddit is. Um, and the name is self-explanatory. So, um, so I don't know why I feel I need to explain it every shut week. Shut up. Just shut up. Shut up, Pheromone. <laughs> Drop dead. Um, so uh, this week's Reddit on Reddit, someone had posted, and someone they've done this before, and that's something I always enjoy, is like weird coincidences and statistics from the show. Um, cool. We've I talked about these. this in the past with like lip syncs, you know, like ironic lip syncs and things like that. Um, so these are some really interesting little stats that I had not heard before that I thought I'd share. Um, so in no, uh, in no particular order, uh, there have been four Madonna songs as lip sync songs on Drag Race. Three of them were the Snatch Game lip syncs for your life. Whoa. On season four, it was Vogue. Um, season eight was Causing a Commotion. Season nine was Music. Um, and then the fourth one was the season six, episode one, lip sync between Vivacious and April of Express Yourself. Oh, okay. Or Vivacious and um, Kelly. Excuse oh, me. Kelly um, Woo. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to put these back on. Um, in season five, out of 11 lip syncs, only three did not feature Coco, Alyssa, or Detox. <sighs> How crazy is that? Who were the fourth, fifth, and sixth place queens? Uh, yeah, I love Coco. Um, every episode that Tatiana, yeah, every episode that Tatiana was in of All Stars Two, she either won or went home. Oh wow! There were no episodes where she just because there weren't that many. Oh, I yeah, see. Okay, yeah, her, that's yeah, cool statistic. Right. Um, Juju lip Juju between all season two and All Stars, she has lip synced five times and never lost. Wow. Um, That's impressive. Katya has also lip synced five times between her two seasons, but only won one against uh, Sasha Bell. And both queens are from Boston, whatever that's worth. Um, uh, Here's an interesting one. On season seven, they did the challenge of whatever happened to Merle Ginsburg. Oh, yeah. The three queens who played Michelle in those different storylines were the top three. (gasps) Funny also, Sharon played Michelle on Snatch Game season four. Cracking the code? I don't know. Mm. So... Uh, we put that there. All that green. All that green. Um, this is a weird one, but I just thought it was like a um, 
I thought it was like, oh, that that's just there's I'm not there's no subtext to this. It's just true. Is that um, when it comes to Snatch Game, the queens who have come out as trans have not done well on Snatch Game. Wow, which is a weird coincidence. Yeah, like, weird. Uh, so Neek went home, Kenya went home, Gia went home. Wow. Um, Stacey Lane Matthews did win. Um, oh, that's good. Jiggly was in the bottom three. Carmen was terrible. Oh it's just God. this weird connection. Wow. It's just like, oh, that. I guess that's true. This is not to say that trans queens can't do yeah, impersonations. Duh, blah. Yeah. We all know yeah, that. Um, we're just looking at numbers here. Um, Roxy Andrews on season five and All Stars two, she received a runway critique every single episode of both seasons. Like it was bad. No, she didn't. She wasn't safe. Oh, she was just. Oh, she was, she was always, always on the runway. Always on the runway. Yeah, they always. Wow. Because some queens will complain. She's fabulous. Well, too. yeah, but a lot of queens will complain like, "Oh, I haven't had any feedback on the right, runway. Right, I don't know right, if right. they like it or not." Roxy got it. Yeah, and she every got it time? every single episode. Wow. Um, wow. And then finally, um, I thought this was interesting. In season seven, the first four episodes had eight different queens in the bottom lip syncing. It was Tempest, oh. Candy, Katya, Sasha, Jasmine, Kennedy, Pearl, and Trixie. Oh, my God. Usually, you've got some repeats. Yeah, because you know, then they go home. They're circling the drain. Right, right. Wow. Eight different queens. You know, it makes you think about season seven and why season seven might have been a weaker season. That so because many... there weren't front runners and there weren't enough front runners. Mm-hmm. And, well, and it's weird is because then the first half of the season, like, I mean, you know, Max was the front runner. I mean, he had won two challenges and then went home. Oh wow! So yeah, season seven is a is a anomaly in terms of that model. Haunted um, house. <laughs> uh, so those those are my fun statistics from. I love those. Right? Oh, are those, those are so cool. Right. Um, and I think that's uh, the only thing I wanted to say was just I think last week when we were talking about the Katya and Trixie show that's on Viceland, I think I said it was on MTV. I think I meant to say HBO because Vice is on HBO. I don't actually know. I should have looked this up for this episode, but um, check your local listings for where Viceland is. Um, but the Trixie and Katya show will be. What aired. the hell is a Viceland? Yeah, you know, you know, who the fuck is Viceland? Um, but yes, they whatever it is, it's not MTV. So okay. mommy brain, sorry. All right, mom. Um, uh, we should talk about very briefly uh, what what's coming next on All Right, Mary. Before we say goodbye, yeah, uh, I will say that season two Rue Cap is coming. It's happening. It is happening. We've decided that we are going to delve into season two just because it's so close to season one that I think it would it just makes sense for us to do it. Yeah, um, I'm kind I, of curious what we're. Gonna I don't find. think that the Squirrel Friends have done it either, so I don't know if no, we're stepping on their toes. I or think not. they did do season two. Oh, already. so maybe we should listen to what they have to say too, and kind of use their backlogs. That would be an interesting um, thing to interesting comparison. Yeah. I, I listened when they recapped it, but yeah, I could kind of like we won't steal from them, of course, but just kind of like different perspectives, the things yeah. that we saw or we agreed with. Yeah, um, but we are going to take a little an interlude in the Interior Illusions Lounge from uh, recap episode. Episodes for now, um, but we're gonna focus on some some other things, some some movies, some drag movies, mm-hmm. some drag you know queens that we want to get to know more about and want to share more about, and just kind of take a little breather from the narrative of the competition. I feel yeah. like I feel like you know uh, uh, yeah. we all need it. We just came from season nine and then we went to season one. Right, you know, all stars. It's it's been it's been a journey with you all, Marys. Yeah. Um, so if you want to call this uh, syndication. 
um, it, it's the closest thing to syndication because we're just going to take a little break just before we we reconvene with mm-hmm. uh, season two. But we will still still continue to pump out uh, weekly episodes. Oh yeah, we're not actually going anywhere. Oh. It's just the stuff we're talking it's about. Not that easy to get rid of. Yeah, us. sorry, Mary. Yeah, we're like a, a horrible rash. Yeah, right. Scratch and scratch, girl, but. We just come on back. Mm, scratch and sniff. Scratch and sniff. Mm. Mm, delicious. Yes. Uh, so we will be looking into some uh, some draggy movies. Yeah. And trying to find the drag in certain, in certain aspects yeah. of pop culture. Yeah. And, you know, we've got some mini features. And certainly if there's, uh, you know, suggestions, if there's things you want to hear us talk about and hear our thoughts on or questions you have or whatever, you know. Send them our way. Yeah, yeah. And speaking of which, you know, if you if you do want to send any suggestions or have any thoughts on this amazing reunion or anything of season one, uh, you can always reach out to us at allrightmarypodcast at gmail.com or you can uh, tweet at us or find us on Twitter at allrightmary. Yeah. And, you know, I'm just going to keep sitting here and refreshing iTunes, hoping for, you know, some validation. <laughs> no, but if you do feel compelled, certainly head over to iTunes, leave us a review, leave us a comment, five stars being positive, all very welcome. Um, if you really don't like the show, you should just email us and tell us. <laughs> like, yeah. And we'll work on it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, anyway, uh, just our the obligatory plug. Thanks, Colin. Well, you want to take it away? Yeah. Well, I think that is all we've got. Ella is settling in. I think he's done for the night. So I think we can wrap this episode up. So all I've got left to say till next week is bye. Witty cat phrase. You know what I mean? All right, 